and welcome to the Mandalorian Review Show on the Merc with a Movie Blog podcast feed. Every week, we're here reviewing each episode of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. I am one of your hosts, Sean, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Wade. How's it going, Wade? Oh, dude, it's going great, man. I mean, Boba Fett Chapter 3, dude, you cannot beat that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, this week, we're also joined <laughs> by Kaylin. So exciting, we've been trying to make it work we you know we weren't able to do it for episodes one and two but we're so happy to finally have you in yes. how you doing i'm good how are y'all Pretty good ready to talk mandalorian how about you you ready to talk mandalorian caitlin of course excellent are you ready to talk mandalorian sean i am and today we're going to be talking about the mandalorian chapter three the sin directed by deborah chow and written by john favreau but really about quick boba we, fett about boba fett yes wade yes uh, before we do that, though, Kaylin, I want to hear your brief thoughts on episode one and two, since we have not been able to get those from you yet. Okay, so episodes one and two, um, I really liked. I was really intrigued from the very beginning. And of course, the end of episode one or chapter one, uh, y- you know, was very shocking. Did not expect that at all. Um, I honestly didn't think that the whole season was going to have a through line like this i thought that maybe we're we're going to follow him just bounty hunting you know Mm -hmm. different missions or whatever so um it was very different than i expected and of course it hooked me immediately um i am enjoying um the music Uh, i know that some people are not but i really like it it really makes it feel like a western and um I don't know. It just gives it a different vibe. It's very memorable. So that, uh, that's the thing that's striking me the most. Mm-hmm. And it also, just overall, um, I'm getting this feeling like, um, almost like season one of Game of Thrones where, you know, their budget wasn't outrageous yeah. and they had to be very practical and they had to have like very uh close up shots because they couldn't pull out because they didn't have anything back there to shoot you know the wall was only built up eight feet things like that um, Wait, don't you fucking do it what <laughs> i i thought wade was gonna say something sorry continue oh no no and um <laughs> so it just feels very you know personal uh, because they're sort of sticking to a lot of practical effects and and just real tangible things. So I'm really enjoying it overall so far. Um, and I, I think I still, I really, really enjoyed the first episode. I think it's still the most intriguing one so far. So, But I am interested to see where we're going to go from there. So we can jump into episode three now if y'all want to. I would love to. So we're going to start off, we're going to talk about the show generally uh, not get too into spoilers uh, because there is two other side topics I want to talk about as well before we get into the plot, but just, I'm going to run down the list of everybody's impression or mm, their thoughts on the first episode without going into spoilers. Wade, what do you think? Boom, boom. I loved it. It was awesome, dude. I mean, there was a lot of pew pews and um, a, a, a lot of uh, pew, 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 pew. 
pew 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 pew. Um, and uh, the jetpacks. Uh, sorry, that's a little bit of a spoiler, but that was awesome. I can't contain mm-hmm. myself right now. I'm about to explode. <laughs> um, it was this. This was like it was like a Rebels or a Clone Wars episode, but uh, live action, and it was just it was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. All right. One Caleb. thing did oh, one ooh, thing ooh. did piss me off, but we'll get into that later. Okay, Caitlin. Um, I liked it. I've watched it twice, and and I really did like it. Um, I feel like it might so far. It, all three episodes have been really, really good. I think it may be the weakest of the three so far, just in terms of it was a little bit predictable. Um in terms of the beats, like I, I, I predicted kind of the beats we were going to go through from the very beginning, um, but very beautifully shot and, you know, well acted and, and all of that, just the story was a little bit kind of what I expected it to be. So um, overall really liked it. And, you know, I'm excited for the next one, um, but I don't think it was my favorite episode. I agree with a hundred percent of the things that you just said, Kaylin. Uh, I loved the episode. I've seen it twice. I think it has the best action sequence so far in the, in the three episodes, but I think it is my least favorite just because I felt I was always one step ahead of the show. Yeah. Uh, I never felt like the first two episodes. I was always like, all right, where are we going with this? What's going to happen? I, I had no idea. Like, like uh, I guess the the thing I can I can give as, as an example is in episode two uh, the 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 Jawa chase at the towards the beginning I yeah. had no I I was worried that Baby Yoda was going to get grabbed by somebody or something like I I never had a moment like that in this episode where I was like I was worried because I didn't know what was going to happen next Yeah yeah I kind of just expected everything that was going to happen Um. I, I was in the same boat. There were no surprises in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but not a bad episode. Just, no. You know, with everything else, you have ups and downs and you have really fantastic episodes. And then you have, you know, other ones that maybe are a little more expositional or just have to hit a certain beat in the story to make the whole story make sense. But that particular thing is just not the most interesting thing. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm totally with you there. Wade, what do you what do you think about that? Uh, I think you guys are both nuts, and I think <laughs> whatever uh, extremely uh, crazy drugs you're on, I would like some. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Um, no, uh, I I don't know. Um, I love the action sequence and. As far as like being one step ahead and, and it being predictable or whatever, I mean, yeah, whatever. But I mean, you're right. I mean, you guys are right about that. But for me, the the action and the the uh, the throwbacks to other great great movies and franchises mm-hmm. in within that, it just for me that heavily outweighed the fact that I kind of figured he was going to go back and then that they would have a big battle. And I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was predictable, but how they did it outweighed the fact that it was predictable for me. That's 
completely fair. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, okay. The second thing I really wanted to touch on generally was the episode length, because this is something that we've been touching on, I think, yeah. in every episode so far. It was 37 minutes, I think. Uh, Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. Which was, uh, way, or Kaylin, let's start with you this time. Kaylin, what do you think the episode length? Um, Them being short has not really bothered me. Like, I know some people just want everything to be an hour, an hour 10, an hour 15, whatever. But, I mean, I think we can all remember days when you actually watch things on TV, and even if it was an hour, that really meant 42 minutes. And if it was a half hour, that really meant 21 minutes. And, you know, so 38 minutes, it's not that short. And for the story they're telling, they're breaking it up in such a way that these shorter time lengths are fine. Um I don't care how long or short something is, as long as it accomplishes what it needs to accomplish. And so far, they've broken things up in the right places, I would say. Wade? Yeah, uh, I completely agree with that. Um, I was a bit bothered the first two episodes. I was really bothered the first episode, mm-hmm. but then I was bothered the second episode about uh, how short they were. And But I wasn't bothered with the content or anything like that because... Uh, it was one of those where I just wanted it to be longer. I wanted more content per episode, but the content they gave us in that short amount of time was, it was spot on, dude. You know, I cannot complain. It, it was just, it was what we needed to see and there was no outside crap. Well, other than the stupid breaking him, him breaking in that, uh, that stupid blurg or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, that was unnecessary in my opinion, but other than that, it just, it's not a lot of filler in each episode with it, like in between the, the story plots and shit. It's just, it just goes, dude. So that kind of makes up for it for me, but I just, I still would like it at least to be 45 minutes of actual, um, of actual show, not counting the outro and intro and outro. But, I mean, again, that's just something I personally would prefer. But whatever. I'm happy with what we're getting, so. Bouncing off of that idea really quick, I would prefer if the number on Disney Plus was accurate. Because that number does not include the intro and outro. And that's like five minutes or so of yeah. intros and outro for the show. So maybe maybe six. So, like, uh, there's a whole lot. It's actually shorter than what Disney Plus says. I kind of wish it was giving you, like, this is beginning of episode to end of episode this is what it's lo- without the credits and without the intro uh, yeah I, what we said last time was that we'll keep talking about the episode lengths and as long as it doesn't bother us like we won't be bothered about it <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't bothered us yet but you will know when it does the last thing i want to touch on before we dive into this is this episode was of course directed by deborah chow and she will be directing all the episodes of the obi-wan series Wade, do you feel any better about the Obi-Wan series after watching this episode, or are you at about the same level of excitement? Um, well, that's kind of a hard question because I don't, I never needed to feel any better about it. You know what I mean? I'm hook, line, and sinker as soon as they said Obi-Wan series. I'm like mm-hmm. all in, dude. Um, but I mean, yes, this, I wouldn't say make me feel better about it. Cause like I just said, I've never had any ill feelings or, or concerns, mm-hmm. but this just, the excitement level is certainly raised. Um, yeah, okay. dude, she did an amazing job on this episode. 
wow. I, I mean, I'm blown away. Dude, I've watched it four times, and I plan on watching it mm-hmm. again after after we're done here in a couple hours. So, yeah, dude. A hundred percent. And I'll rephrase the question a little bit before I go to Caleb. I don't really mean like that maybe you were not excited before, but did it because I think everybody's excited about that Obi-Wan show, but did it take that excitement and then make it reach to a whole nother level? Kaylin? Um, until this moment, I did not know she was directing all of Obi-Wan. So hearing that, I mean, I don't know that it changed anything for me because like I said, I liked the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely well directed. So I'm not, worried about obi-wan certainly um but i was never worried about obi-wan so yeah you know it didn't it didn't move the needle for me okay yeah i'm i'm probably somewhere in between wade and kaylin i do have i am very excited i do have some reservations about the obi-wan show that i'm not going to go into right here but uh i i feel better knowing that she's directing it because of a certain scene because of the armor forging scene that made me feel a little bit better about it uh but that's all the general discussion we have. So I got a question a- real oh, quick. No, I'm okay. sorry. Since you brought up the forger and the forging scene, I got a question. Now, I'm not saying that the forger is Bo-Katan, okay? But what I'm asking is, um, do you do you guys think it's possible that that is Katie Sackhoff under that helmet and under that costume playing that role? Whatever role it is. Because I don't know. There's just... There's something about this episode when she was talking. I was like, man, man, that kind of gave me that Katie Sackhoff vibe. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. Her voice wasn't quite right. Keep in mind that she does do a a pretty good British accent, and the voices are muffled and stuff through those helmets. Mm. Well, you guys have talked to Katie, right? Or at least Wade, you have. Uh, yeah, we both have. Yeah, so you both did. Uh, having talked to her, do you think there's any chance that it is her? Do you guys know anything that I don't? No, well, no, because no, mostly she, mostly you know, uh, people have projects that they can't really talk about, of yeah. of or the it's only projects thing, that are public. The only thing that was brought up as far as Star Wars was I asked her if she could only voice one. One of the two, which would it be, Star Wars or Robot Chicken? So <laughs> that was all we talked about, Star Wars. But see, I never thought, I didn't, at the time, I didn't think about asking that question, but I did think about it the other day when I was like, could that be Katie Sackhoff? I was like, man, we should have asked her something about the Mandalorian and Star Wars, but. I'm sure she wouldn't have answered, but. Oh, I know, but it'd still know, be I fun to hear, ask- hear her shoot us down and say, nah. Yeah. but Uh, i just wanted to throw that out there maybe pay attention next episode or next time you watch it and see what you think okay uh you don't have anything else on that caitlin because i've got nothing no all right so we're gonna take jay wade to tell you about sen afterlife it's an after show podcast where we expand on the week of craziness on sen live as well as have guests on to join in the fun Yep, and we get personal too. We do movie reviews, and at times we go way off the rails, which I guarantee is always Kalen's fault. Hey, how rude and not true. So come join us on the Merc with the Movie Blog feed, and remember to rate, share, and subscribe. And as always, enjoy. 
Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, Schmodown fans, this is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talkin' Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shirewolf, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. Hey, it's Sarah, and I'd like to tell you about Afterlife. It's a weekly Collider Live after show podcast where Mike, Sean, and I give our takes on Roxy and Dorena's annex, on Jody's producing skills, and whatever Cody and Alex are up to in that booth. In addition to having guests, we expand on the crew's discussions and add our own craziness in the mix. You can find the show on Merkwin and Movie Blog Feed on all the podcasting platforms. See you soon! We're back. Make sure to check out all those shows. They're fantastic. SCN Afterlife is great. I was listening to you guys, and uh, I'm sorry, Caitlin. Uh, we're going to go in-depth <laughs> real quick. Not real quick. Probably for the rest of the episode. But we're going to start. We're going to go chronologically. We've got three scenes picked out to dive in. So, Caitlin, why don't you start us off with the one that you picked? Okay, and before I do that, I just, while we were on break, I quickly uh, IMDb'd it, and the actress who is being credited as the armorer is named Emily Swallow. So there is All someone right. credited as being the armorer, so I don't know. All right, cool. You know. All right. Well, there's so, that. There you just go. wanted to throw that out there before people commented us to death and let us know that i, I guess no. i could have googled it myself <laughs> I still will. well i was curious so i did it anyway um but okay so the most memorable thing okay let me say the most positive memorable thing from this episode was baby yoda playing with the little ball on the the stick i don't know what it's called uh lever, in, lever. yeah in the in the in the ship Oh my goodness, he stole it, and then uh, the Mandalorian took it back, and then he saw it later, and that's why he had to go back and get him, and then he gave it to him at the end, so it like all tied together from the very beginning to the very end. Oh, it was so cute, because he's just like, he's a little baby, it's just adorable, and I don't know how old he's supposed to be in terms of like equivalency to a human, but oh my goodness. So I just, I, they can put as much Baby Yoda into these shows as they want to, and I will be happy. Are you going to buy Baby Yoda merch as soon as it's available? Uh, yes, I've already been trying to find it online and see if there's any more information. I think I read somewhere next Friday. Hmm. So, It'll be available you know, next Friday? Yeah, that, that's when they're going to start selling it, next Friday. Oh. 
Maybe that means he dies next episode and his story's done so they can start selling you know? Yeah, let's eat him. Um, I think there will be uh, riots in the baby street Yoda burger. kill Baby Yoda. Yeah. Maybe well, not, not if it's a good Baby Yoda burger, then it's going to be awesome. Well, Wade... My- my theory about Baby Yoda is everybody's real cool with it now, but people are going to be real upset when episode six is or episode eight is just the Mandalorian filling out an application to send Baby Yoda to Luke's Jedi Academy. That's hilarious. <laughs> because at first you're going to so be good. like, at first you're going to be like, oh, he's going to go train with Luke, and then you're going to remember, be, you're going to be like, oh, he's going to go, he's going to meet Luke, he's going to meet Ben Solo, and then you're going to go, oh no, he's going to be at the academy when Ben Solo's there. <laughs> Then you, then your mind's yeah. gonna start to turn. Um, well, you you know I've got issues with the baby Yoda. Not I just have issues with the baby Yoda being the bounty and all that. I think that they could have done something different. But then again, it's just my preference means nothing. Uh, I I'm taking what they give me and I'm enjoying it. But um, I I've not just not been pleased with the baby Yoda thing. But this lap this is the thing that pissed me off. This last episode. That baby Yoda, mm, so fucking cute, man. I, I think I'm falling in love with it, and I want a toy for Christmas of it. Really? I want a baby Yoda. Wow. You're Can't your stand. first. I hate it, dude. I hate you that hate I feel it? that way. Is this the thing you said that you absolutely hated about the episode? Yeah. It, wow, it's that you're falling in love with baby Yoda. Yeah. It's, it's very time. irritating. Beauty and the Beast. Anyways, uh, <laughs> which one is Beauty and which one is the Beast in this scenario? Baby Yoda and Wade? Um, Halen? Oh, <laughs> I think that Baby Yoda is definitely the Beauty. Yeah, I think Halen? you're probably right. Yeah? Uh, this coming week's SCNAL is going to be hell on you, girl. You're welcome. Payback. Uh, yeah, I'm loving Baby Yoda as well. I think Baby Yoda's pretty, pretty great. I want some Baby Yoda merch really bad. Yeah. Uh, I love, I love that scene in the cockpit too because it, it, it reinforces that not only is this man a Mandalorian, he's also a dad DeLorean. Uh, he's oh, just that's cute. He's just a dad. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. You like, you like that one, Wade? Yeah, that's, that's cute, man. I'm in a cute kind of mood today. That's cute. Yeah, he's a dad. He really is a dad. Uh, I, I have a practical question about the Mandalorians. God, here we go. How do they eat? We don't ask those kind. That is so, a fair question. So my uh, my understanding, which is probably completely wrong, is that they don't take their helmet off in public. Hmm. Oh. Well, he sure. I don't know. Because otherwise, when was that's the last not what she asked. Hair. The forger asked, "Have you ever taken off your helmet?" He said, "No." He said, no. She well, said, I "Has mean, anyone I'm... ever taken it off?" And he said, "No." Maybe like, maybe there's like a straw. <laughs> maybe there's a little port, like like a little sl- hatch in the front that opens up, and you can only <laughs> eat liquid fruits. <laughs> Does that answer oh, your man. question, Kaylin? Yeah, I didn't know if we already knew somewhere in the lore how Mandalorians eat. Um, I don't I know don't, that deep. They're going to have to explain the whole helmet thing because in Clone Wars and Rebels, they had no issues taking off their helmets. Well, they're going to have to explain a lot of things about the Mandalorian. So actually, let's jump over to the armor forging scene unless you guys have anything else with Baby Yoda. Oh, no. I'm good on Baby Yoda. All right. Cute so let's talk bastard. about the 
let's talk about the Mandalorians for a bit. They do have some explaining to do specifically about them because last episode we heard the Mandalorians say that weapons are my religion. Uh, the Mandalorians in new canon, at least during the clone wars were pacifists. Uh, because they were warriors at one point and they kind of moved past that. So at some point there was a terrorist group known as the death watch that did violent things. I'm wondering, maybe it just changed. Maybe, maybe they're now, they're not pacifist anymore as of, because it's been like 30 some odd years in between, but, or yeah, 30 some odd years. There's either that or, Maybe, maybe he's part of Death Watch. Maybe that's the clan that he's in. Mm. Maybe those are who found him. So specifically what I want to talk about with the armor forging scene is I lost my shit when they started to hammer at that thing because it was getting ready to hammer and I was like, are we going to get flashbacks again? Are we going to get flashbacks (laughs) again? And the hammer hit, we got the flashbacks and guys, it was confirmed uh, Clone Wars. It was confirmed little, 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 little Babby, little Babby Mandalorian, little Babby Mando was uh, his home was attacked by the droid army the separatists during the clone wars we saw one of their gunships and we saw uh, super battle droids walking through the town decimating things and the the scene ends with the flashback ends with a super battle droid opening up the cabinet that he's hiding in or whatever and pointing his gun at him and we cut away so the main thing i want to talk about here uh what do you think is going to happen right when we pick up like pick mm. up in the flashback. Yeah, that that super battle droid has its gun pointed at him. Obi Wan is going to come in from the side with his lightsaber and f that droid up. Kalen, um, I was going to say something obviously attacks the battle droid, or yeah. it would just kill him. Or Yoda, you think and maybe talk Yoda reveal? into this little uh, baby Yoda. I don't know if there. I don't know if it would be a big reveal or not. Um, it may just or okay. It has to be someone who not just saves his life, but gets him away from there. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be someone. Maybe that not. Could imp- still be Obi Wan. It could be. Um, it. It would have to be someone maybe not important to us, like not someone we know, but someone who's obviously going to be important to him. Yeah. Uh, as a Our character. Maybe. I still want to know more about him. I'm still PO'd. I still want to know about him. You could not deny the truth that he's your family. You're so right. Wouldn't that be crazy? Um, yeah, so I, I kind of... I hear you, Wade, about Obi-Wan, but I think the most likely answer is a Mandalorian is going to take it out. True. And that's we're, that's what's going to happen. My The the big thing that I hope the most for that m- might happen, this is like the most realistic thing that I'm hoping for, is a blade is going to come straight through that thing's back. It's not going to be a lightsaber. It's going to be the darksaber. Darksaber, yeah. Yes, I'm hoping the darksaber rips right through that thing's chest and it's revealed that it is Death Watch that saved him and that takes him away. Um, that's my big hope for that scene. But you know what, Wade? You know what? I'm on the Obi-Wan train. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi that's going to save him. It's going to happen. We're going to see it in the second episode that Deborah Chow is directing this season. That would be Ewan cool. McGregor, Ewan McGregor is going to cut through that thing. We're going to get our first look at Obi-Wan in 14 years. And then we're not going to see him for the rest of the show. And it's just going to be a tease for his show coming 
2021. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be great. I'm confused. When exactly does this show take place? Five years after Return of the Jedi. So it is... So isn't Obi-Wan... Oh, wait, no, no, no. It's a flashback. flashback. Yes. 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 To the Clone Wars. Okay. I was scared there for a second that I misunderstood (laughs) when the show was taking place. But yeah, okay. Flashbacks to the Clone Wars. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, But then where would he have taken him if it was Obi-Wan? Lorians. Maybe the Mandalorians are there too. With Mandalorians. He did have a good relationship with Duchess Satine and Mandalore when the pacifist side. So maybe, maybe they, they, he does end up there with them somehow. I mean, he had a good relationship. He had a really good relationship. Like just a say, good relationship with her. Here's, here's what we'll say about him and Duchess Satine. There's a reason that people thought that maybe Ray was Obi-Wan's granddaughter. Yeah. And that's why. So, yep. Huh. Yeah, him and uh, him and Duchess Satine boned. Uh, moving back, to, <laughs> moving back. I want to talk about a little bit more about that armor scene in general because there's a line that I pulled out that I loved because immediately it was maybe it's too on the nose, but I loved that it was so on the nose. It's when he gets there and he gives the Imperi, um the Beskar steel up to the to the forger, and he says, "My armor has lost its integrity. I may need to begin again." And that is such a good line that reflects. Like, he's just lost his integrity by giving up this defenseless child to the Empire. The people that, for all we know, destroyed the Mandalorian society. Mm -hmm. And they're the reason that the Mandalorians live underground and all this right now. So his integrity is gone because he just did that job for them. And he's going to have to build up his own self-worth again going forward. And I, I loved that line. I thought it was super on the nose. But also, like, it sat with me well after the episode ended did you guys at all think about that not until you just said it yeah but now i I am so the mandalorians when they talk to each other speak a little bizarrely um just slightly off center and it sort of bothers me like they're very rigid in how they speak to each other yeah. All right. So uh, just nothing in particular that they said stuck with me. Just okay. the general like way they talk to each other is very mechanical. Yeah, they're just there. There's no fun involved in their lives, dude. They are just they're serious and just they're very serious people. The last thing I'll say before we move on from the scene, the vibrating knife was also so cool. I don't know if you guys caught that. Their knives when like he gets into a fight. Yeah, like, I did. Their knives vibrate. It's so cool. Uh, So let's talk about the final battle scene. Wade, take us away. Okay, dude. This had Western written all over it, dude. Um, Well, of course, I mean the John Wick bit with him, with all of the other bounty hunters getting the call out that they're to find uh, Boba Fett. So Boba's walking with baby Yoda, and then they get surrounded, and Apollo Creed is standing there. And, you know, they're kind of talking, and then, like, he makes the decision that it's going to be a shootout. And that quick draw was freaking awesome, dude. I just totally censored the F word there. It was awesome, dude. And then when he did that that roll jump into the back of that uh, that transport thing, completely like a, like a horse-drawn wagon. And then, like, pointing the gun at the droid, like, go. You know, that was complete Western, dude. And then 
it just got more Western from there. And he brought out the, the, uh, the rifle and just started blasting fools, man. But the greatest thing of all was when, was when it went full swing, uh, um, Rebels, Clone Wars feel, and you get that shot of all the Mandalorians on their jetpacks coming yeah. in, dude. That was, oh my gosh, I was jumping in my chair like, yes, yes, it was the greatest thing that I've seen in so many years of Star Wars, dude. It, it was just amazing. I loved all of that. I love how at the end when when he's facing down yeah. Apollo and he does the thing with his zip wire thing and rejigger and then he shoots Apollo right where he knew those plates were. He knew he wasn't killing him. You know what I mean? I like that too. Um because it shows, you know, he's he has shown so many times that he's not a ruthless bloodthirsty a-hole killer. You know, he's nothing like that, man. He he's he's loyal um, to a point, obviously. And and the only person he's been disloyal to has been the Empire, but he, with good reason. Um, but he just he's loyal. He's fair with people. Um, he appreciates relationships that like good relationships that he's had. So he didn't kill Apollo, and it was just great. I love that entire scene, dude. It was so great. I I agree. Kaylin, what did you think? No, it was really good. Um, I don't think I had quite such a strong reaction to it as Wade did, but it, it was really, really good. The only thing that kind of ruined the jetpack thing for me was once he's up and he actually... Yes goes up in the air and there's yeah. the jetpack and Rocketeer the little salute. Moment. I thought that was super oh, sad. That was oh. awful. As I soon as that. I saw it, I was like, dude, that's the, that looks like the Rocketeer. And then yeah. I was like, man, I wonder how, I mean, I, you would, you would have to imagine for sure there was influence, but how much, if any influence did Rocketeer play into the creation of the Mandalorians for George Lucas? You, uh, I don't know what the Rocketeer is. Well, here's the thing. I've never seen the Rocketeer. I still thought of the Rocketeer when I saw that imagery. It, it's no an old comic book. Okay. There was a movie for it that was made, what, like early 90s or something? Yeah, that sounds about right. I want to say 92, but I'm probably... 91. Uh, are you 91. serious? Yeah. I was close. God damn. Yep. Good job, Sean. They should re... Isn't that a Marvel property? Uh... If it is, they should redo that. I don't know. But, I mean, anyway, this is Star Wars show, anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I liked it as well. I uh, I did not have as strong of a reaction as Wade did either. I did think it was the best action sequence we've had so far. Uh, I loved when he was disintegrating fools. I love it when he disintegrates fools. It's my favorite part of the show, uh, yeah. besides Baby Yoda. I really liked when the Mandalorians came in and that one dude lands with and he's got his machine gun and the other guys are just taking fools down left and right. I know that was a bunch of fun. I liked the whole idea of we'll hold the line. This is the way. This is the way. I love right. I love that. I love their relationship, his relationship with the rest of his clan and I hope we see them again because I'm not ready to be done with them. Uh, that almost... Wait, did that feel? We talked about it last episode. Did that feel like, like Nick Nolte's scene at the end of last episode felt like? All right, that's that for 
Nick Nolte. It did. It did feel like that, although I did say that I do think we'll see him again, if not like later, later in this season, but next season, I do think uh-huh. we will see, see Nick Nolte again. Like maybe the Mandalorian needs to make a pit, pit stop yeah. or something. Um, but no, dude, I, I got, th- I totally think we are definitely going to see this clan again for sure. Right, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah, for sure. Kalen, what do you think? Especially about after those visuals from the jetpacks and them all coming down, dude, we, we yeah. need more of that. That's true. Yeah, that would be, it would be pretty weird if we never revisit them again, because that's basically his family. Yeah. So we have to go back home at some point. Um, How did they know he was in trouble? I mean, probably made a whole lot of noise and somebody was like, why are there explosions outside? And they like looked down and they were like, ah, mobilize, mobilize, let's go. Like that's my assumption is maybe that- one, maybe at least one of them is also a bounty hunter and they also yeah. have the cloaking device thing. The key, the, yeah. Like, but honestly, everybody in that city was pretty much there fighting. So yeah, I don't know. I feel crazy. like it would be pretty loud, and you'd you'd know. Yeah. My question is: Does it did it look like to you guys that they came from the direction of his ship? No, I thought they came from where his ship was over the gate. It did. You know what? You might be right. Which I never. I didn't think about it until just now. But shouldn't they be coming from? Maybe they went around and it was like a surprise attack to get behind them. But like, no, they came in from behind. Okay. If I'm thinking correctly, they did come in from behind them. Maybe they came in from like everywhere. (laughs) Maybe they did. I don't know. I I remember the first initial shot of the jetpack being by the gate to go to the ships, but maybe they did come in from everywhere. I don't know. I'm just thinking about that right now. I I, I hadn't thought about it before. Uh, yeah, that's about all I've got on this scene. To be honest, I like what you, like you said, Wade, about him leaving uh, uh, Apollo Creed to live. Yeah, I yeah. I liked that. I I'm I'm sure we'll see more of him. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. So that's all I've got. You guys have anything else? Um, just another general thought um the i don't know where we're going with this yeah that's what i'm confused about because the first episode we knew what he was doing the second episode was basically just him being stuck it was like a little side mission kind of thing this episode was him realizing that he had to protect the baby yoda Mm-hmm. But I don't know how he's like, you know, what's the end goal here? Uh, my theory is we're going to spend an episode or two with him just kind of going around the galaxy, getting attacked by people. Yeah. And I will meet Cara Dune and whatever Bill other characters. Burr. Bill Burr, Bill Burr. Uh, we'll meet some other characters. And then I think eventually he's going to decide to go after the Imperials that want Baby Yoda. Because mm. the client said that they were supposed to deliver Baby Yoda to somebody else. Right. It was not for them. It was not for them, which, uh, I mean, I don't think it's... I, I, I can't confirm that this is what it is, but in my head, that's the Breaking Bad guy. The the Moff. Uh, uh, right on, right Esposito. On. I'm, I'm assuming that's who it is. Uh, so I feel like maybe we'll spend an episode or two with him on different planets, like getting attacked, and then... And maybe he'll gather a crew at that point somehow. That's where we'll, we'll meet Cara Dune. And then he'll go after the Imperials that are after Baby Yoda. 
yeah, that's just my thoughts. Uh, anything else before we wrap this up? No, I think that was mainly everything. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Please uh, make sure to come back next week when we talk about chapter four, whatever that will be titled. Wade, why don't you hit us with where you can find we can find you? Uh, y'all can follow me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That is the letter J W A D E one one three four. Uh, and as I'm going to say this to uh, Caitlin before I have her plug, I tell Wade every episode uh, we shamelessly promote ourselves on my shows. Yeah, so, I keep forgetting though. List everything that you do, Wade. What else do you do besides just being on? Oh, Twitter? On this Merc with a movie blog feed, um, Kalen and I both host uh, Sen After Live and Sen Live After Show. I'm co-host of Go Get That Rose. Uh, I'm on this show, um, and I think that's it right now, at least. <laughs> Kalen, what about you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, KaylinRose715. That's K-A-L-Y-N-R-O-S-E 715. And as Wade said, I co-host SCN Afterlife with him, uh, which is an after show for uh, the Schmodown Entertainment Network's live show that they do every day. And I'm doing this show. Yes, and this show is so much fun. Uh, yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. You can also find me. I am a co-host on Afterlife, the unofficial Collider Live after show with Mike and Sarah on this feed. And also Mike and I do a Power Rangers show where we watch and recap every episode of Power Rangers Dino Thunder. You can follow that at Go Into the Grid on Twitter. Uh, besides us, you can find this show and others on the Merc with a Movie blog podcast feed which can be located on anchor apple spotify stitcher google play radio public breaker and overcast um it's hosted on anchor so anchor is the easiest way to find it uh you can also follow merc with the movie blog on twitter with at movie blog merc so thanks you for listening and we'll see you guys next time